Hey, y'all. This whole thing started as a group of friends playing Dungeons & Dragons, saying, Hey, let's record. Maybe other people will enjoy sitting at the table with us. The fact that you're here listening to us play D&D will never fail to be wild to me. If you like what you hear and you want to peek behind the door, I invite you to join our Patreon. By contributing to the Patreon, you can gain access to exclusive, handcrafted content, while also helping us pay for things like podcast hosting and logo designs. It's tough out here. On top of that, each subsequent tier allows access to the previous tier's rewards. The $2 tier grants you the title of Honorary Son, while giving you access to the patron-only Discord channel and a bonus entry into our giveaways. The $5 tier knights you as a hero of the Ten Towns, giving you early access to our episodes and access to our patron-exclusive one-shots. The $10 tier elects you to Ted Johnson's cabinet, which opens the cover to Fang's detailed note-taking journal and lets you know of future Suns projects currently in the works. Thanks for everything you do, Patreon aside. Without you, we wouldn't be here. The link to the Patreon is in the link tree in our Twitter bio. We hope to see you out there. Thanks for listening, and stay frosty. Previously on Severed Side Quest. Specifically, you're going to stay in the luxury city of Ibrido. You were told of bottomless wine, blue lagoon swimming, and pampering for your heroic deeds. Congratulations. Excited about the trip, Lotiri, Willoughby, Karasu, is that how we say it? And Karasu and Davlin, you all settled into your complimentary beds at the inn before your day of travel. Uh, Karasu, during your watch that night, you felt a sudden breeze through the open window. When you looked, a wax-sealed scroll lay on the sill. You approached, and looking out the window, spotted a large-winged creature already miles away in the distance. Upon opening the scroll, it says... Adventurers, I have received word of your impending travels to Ibrido. As a thank you for your service to the realms, you are hereby invited to attend a masquerade ball at the Castel de Mascara during your stay in Ibrido. Partake in decadent food, wine, and entertainment. Please dress in your finest attire. Decorative masks will be provided to you upon your arrival. Present this invitation at the door to be admitted entry. I look forward to meeting you in person. Prospero, Marquis de Mascara. And now, back to A Night of Masks and Monsters, Part 2. As that happens to everybody, you hear the whole party kind of like, <gasps> kind of like all a Twitter and like, it's, this seems pretty normal, but, uh, your masks have, uh, kind of in it, inadvertently, uh, attuned to you and, uh, have given you these abilities and one flaw. So all of you, those abilities are all once a day things. You have to claim that you're going to sit, do it before you're going to do it yeah awesome can't be a surprise that's in the module (laughs) awesome (laughs) uh so just as a reminder we got karasu with the hair mask davlin with the bear mask will with the boar and latiri with the owl those are all your boons from the very nice 
Boon is such a fun word. Yeah, you're right. I know. We don't use it nearly often enough. Boons. It's in like that's like a Zelda word. This is my boon. Yeah. Um, this seems normal for everybody. Uh, nobody seems to to worry too much about the the, the positive effect on the masks. Um, and you, I'm sorry, Will. Did you actually say something to the the lady? I, the I said, um, "What is she? Is she old? Is she young? What does she look like?" Well, she's wearing a mask. She's wearing a moon mask, so you can't really tell. But she does seem to. Let's check. She uh, she's of human elf height ish um <laughs> well she's wearing a mask so you can't tell she her hands look young um she uh i'm gonna take a but, chance um <laughs> please come with me I, um we need to talk uh make a persuasion roll. okay wait persuasion is charisma and i'm disadvantaged for this crap okay oh wow <laughs> that would be a who could have seen this um a five um she says, uh, I'm afraid I am needed here, but uh, should you I, need me, need you my name me is Aya. Aya? Aya. Aya, yes. Um, I, 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 you seem like you know more information than what you're giving me, and I'd, I'd like to know what's going on. Especially with this weird mask thing that's... I try to take the mask off. Uh, you find that you cannot. I'm like, yep, we need to talk. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And I grab her hand and try to pull her out of the room. And she, as she sees you make a realization about the mask, she lets you pull her out of the okay. room. Uh, and she says, yes, yes, let, let, let's speak. What, what, what do you need? Um, we go outside to a quiet corner in the corner back here, on the, still on the top upper balcony. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is going on with these masks? These are magical. Uh, I hate magic. I mean, I like magic, but this is kind of weird. I did not ask for this. This was not in my contract. She says, "I, I do understand where you're coming from." She says, "It's it's a gimmick. It's it's purely a party gimmick, as far as I can tell." But I'm, and she she looks down and she she holds the amulet and she says she kind of lets out a breath and against her better judgment she says, "Okay, look, listen." I am a member of the Orium. I am here to investigate Prospero, and you cannot tell anyone. Okay. Um, and do I know what the Orium is? Uh, you do not. Uh, go ahead and make a history check. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be minus one. Okay. That's an eight. Uh, no, you do not know what the Orium is. Okay. Um, I'm just going to assume it's just some sort of, like, wrestling stable of people it's like a special group. <laughs> and so are there any other Oria members here do you know if they'll be if they're coming later she says oh yes there there are there are several others uh, you see it's a, it's a perfect excuse to investigate seeing as how we're all uh, anonymous here under the masks oh, but so you're undercover got it but I'm I must warn you I, I fear that Prospero is not what he seems and if you are here to help, she kind of asks you a question, like, and looks at you expectantly. If Prospero is not to be trusted and evil, then I will step in. She says. She points down the hall. As she she looks around first to see if anybody's listening. You're still alone. She points down the hall and she says, "That room down there is Prospero's room. I, I am too integral to the party that everyone knows who I am." Uh, so I, uh, 
she, does she say that? Yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> they don't know that she's who she is, but she, they know who Ega is. She says, I cannot do it, but you all, as, as newcomers here, I do believe that you could get away with it. If you would go investigate his bedroom, I think you could find some dirt. Hmm. I'm not really one for sneaking around, but I do know people who are. I think we can do, do this you? for you. Um, yes, yes, please, make haste. My, I take her hands and I say, My name is Willoughby Headknocker. Remember it. I'll be back. And I go find the rest make, of the group. Make a charisma check because you're a disadvantage. I know. <laughs> I hate it. Okay. Um, holy shit. A 16 and an 18. Uh, and I've got a plus one, just a basic charisma check. So 16. So 17. Well done. She says, she says, oh, I, I have no doubt that you can take care of this. And she she bends down very low to reach your mm-hmm. hands, and she kisses them, and she says, A blessing upon you all. Please, please be quick. I give her and a kiss on the hand back and say, and I leave. You have to kind of jump up to do it. <laughs> on the hand, on the hand. No, oh, yeah, 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 still. Willoughby is a gentleman. The will is not. Oh, interesting. And she goes back into the Marquis' cup room. Okay. Uh, I guess while you're while you're there doing the uh, over in uh, Zuzu's room, she is desperately trying to part your feathers. Like she hasn't actually put any ink on you yet, but she's like tr- she doesn't want to pluck. She doesn't well, like she she's like I'm I'm so sorry. This has never happened to me before. She's she's like I've I've never <laughs> I've never put a a tattoo on on a, a bird. <laughs> She's kind of laughing awkwardly, uh, trying to get through your feathers. Well, Karasu, we did think that this might be an issue. I can only and assume sh- that you are shrugging. <laughs> 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 she tries and tries. She keeps trying. I mean, she's she's desperately trying to get in there, trying to, like, make uh, polite about the whole thing, acting like it's not your fault. Um, Do you have like the white ink? You know, like when you when you have the white crayon and you draw on the paper, the black paper, and it's uh, yes. do it over the feathers, and you know, you know. We have all colors. Uh, what, uh, would you like? Would you Would you like your feathers dyed? I can do that as well. That might be a better choice, Karasu. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that one. Yeah, yes, less pain she, that way. She pulls up to she a, a bucket of liquid, and she takes a packet. And she dumps the packet into the <laughs> into the liquid, and she says, uh, "Your wings, please." He holds them out, and she carefully dips your wings into one and uh, in, into it, and then she takes your other wing and dips it into it, and then she passes it dry. Um, she asked you the color first that you wanted. Uh, I didn't, but she did. <laughs> uh, so whatever color you wanted, <laughs> the tips of your of. Karas's wings are now Ooh, like died. a purple. Do like a purple. They're, Who wants a purple? They're a deep, deep purple, uh, kind of almost like a glitter shine to them and when the light hits them right. As she works... Is that to your satisfaction? Oh, he loves it. He's gorgeous. Do you, Karasu? Are you satisfied? He'll give a bow and he'll, uh, he'll reach into his purse and give her a gold coin. And she says, no, no, no. Uh, Prospero pays me quite well. You keep that. Thank you, though. And she gives you a wink through her bejeweled mask. And he'll put it away and, and just give another bow again. 
Zuzu, I must say that your uh, bedside manner, as it were, is very, very calming. Do you work all of these parties? Uh, I do, as a matter of fact. I, this is, it is not my first party with Prospero. He pays me well, and he likes my work, I suppose. Well, that, that is good. It is good to provide comfort. I, I know that there has been a great deal of unrest in this, in this community recently. Uh, could you, could you tell me when the last party took place? The last party, I believe it was a, a month ago. It was Prospero's birthday, if I remember correctly. Is that, uh, is that where the bird guy, uh, oh, met his end? Very yes, astute, Shade. Yes, uh, she kind of, her voice gets a little <laughs> softer and she's like, yes, as, as a matter of fact, that, that was when that happened. It's a very unfortunate affair. It was, uh, all the, the... Newsboys were screaming about it. <laughs> Those newsboys are always up to were something. One <laughs> in the papers. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> the, the town criers, as it were. I understand. No, were they? Were they just like? Were they upset, or was that they were screaming? Well, the news, spreading the news as newsboys yeah. do. And she yeah. kind of looks at Devlin, kind of gives him a <laughs> look. He can't see you. Uh, yes, but I understood the vibe. I, I got the energy. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to chuckle, and, and then he's going to ask, uh, do you happen to know if the if the, the poor soul who, who met his end, or their end that night, uh, was a, a party guest that night? Would have been very unfortunate. Mm. And she thinks back, and she's like, I don't remember anyone with feathers, She's she says, but come to think of it, as I was leaving, his face did look quite familiar. Oh, really? She says, I, I did not know him personally, but I think perhaps, perhaps I could have given him a tattoo. I do not remember. Well, you do seem to tattoo so many, maybe in, in the community here. Do you know if he was a part of the community? Is that it? I do not. I'm so sorry. I, 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 I rushed out of here after that party. It, it, it went rather late. Oh, I understand. I, I, forgive me for peppering you with questions. I'm having difficulty thinking on my own at the moment, so... Uh, not at all, not at all. Well, I, uh, is there anything I can I tattoo you tonight? Oh, no, thank you, no. Come on, come on. No, Shade, not not quite yet. I've had uh, 471 years. Uh, uh, no adornments for me at this time. We, we will leave your stall. What, are you, are you afraid you're not going to be able to get a job? No, I have... In this economy, no one cares, no one uh, cares. Shade, quite steady employment for me. I, I, uh, what good would it do me? I, As you're that. discussing that... Another NPC kind of like peeks his head in the door and she, she waves him in, uh, and she motions to the seat and he sits down. All this happens silently as you're oh, discussing. Oh, sorry, we gotta, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we, yes, we, we will. I imagine hygienically we need to leave. Yes, uh, socially distanced uh, so as not uh, to spread the plague. Cor- yep. Did you say Corona? What is that? <laughs> Two houses. <laughs> I thought I heard you say the as, word Corona. <laughs> as you walk out. Bantering, she she says, "It was a pleasure." Yes, thank you very much. Goodbye, Shade. Goodbye, Devlin. Let us find our friends, Karazu. Yes, you enter out into the hallway. <laughs> I thought I heard you say Where Corona. You see Willoughby, <laughs> and I run up to them. <laughs> ah, yes, uh, the the familiar tread of of the will. How are you this evening? Um, call me Willoughby right now. I am oh, on yes. a mission. Willoughby, I I prefer I'm that. Not, just so I'm you not know, not performing. I'm not performing. But so there is this woman named Aya, and she's got one of those symbols. And I'm kind of whispering, trying to be quiet. I'm like, Is she hot? Jade? I'm really attracted to her. Yes. I think she's hot. Um, Just making sure. Just getting priority. No shade. 
<laughs> Don't throw me. <laughs> um, she's got one of those symbols, and she said that she's a member of the Aurelium. And I don't know what Orium. that is. Do you know what that is? I, I have heard of the Orium. <laughs> I heard an omniscient voice. Uh, correct, correct you in my head. I the believe Orium. she's part of the Oratorium. Orium. She's part of the Orium. Oh goodness! Well, that seems that seems like it could lead to something if we are to um, investigate this. She said that Prospero should not be trusted, and something. Something is up. Also, what's with this? And I try to take the mask off, and I cannot take the mask off. What is with what? Try to take your mask. I reach he, up and try to take. He it. can't see you. Oh, you- mm, oh goodness! Well, I, I can't seem to take my mask off. Have you tried? I have tried. Yes, I can get oh, it to goodness. work. Something, something's up. Um, Prospero's room is just down here at the end, to west end of the building. I think she said if we could get in and investigate. We might be able to find out what's going on. Oh, well, yes. Let us find Lotiri and make haste. Where is Lotiri? I look around. Where, where's the bird? <laughs> As you look around, uh, you Lotiri is still sitting in uh, Prospero's room and the mouse, or I'm sorry, in, in the Marquis' cup room and the the girl, the, the game has kind of dwindled and people are, some people have fallen asleep and she, uh, She's kind of just like <laughs> sobbing in Lotiri's like chest, uh, almost half asleep herself. Um, as others kind of walk out of the room, I run his- into the room and grab Lotiri's hand and say, "Sorry, you broke the circle. Got to go." And I pull him up, pull her up, and run out of the room with her. As you do, the the halfling uh, with the mouse mask falls. The gravity takes hold and. She falls where Lotiria is not and does not stir. She's <laughs> she's out. Cannot thank you. You come out into that. the hall <laughs> where everybody is together again. Yay. And do you, you go down the hall? Do you explain all that to Lotiria? Yes, and go I explain down? it all to Lotiria. Uh, and, and I'll explain cool. to Willoughby that this bird that we, the, the bird uh, creature that we heard died died at a birthday party of Prospero's last month. That's so something's something's definitely hinky. Indeed. Huh. So we gotta go check out this guy? Yes, but let us do so stealthily so as not to draw more attention. That's why I had that's so, why I had to get out of character because the will is not stealthy. Very smart, Willoughby. Yes, of course. Mm. Very smart. You know, I have to be careful just because I have to be in character as much as possible just in case um, the Great Rock shows up. Oh, sure. Yes, well, you're you're in the public eye. He is in the public eye. He's he's done a few movies. I imagine (laughs) that it's difficult for you. (laughs) I I don't even think he's going by that name anymore. (laughs) It's Mr. Johnson. Professionally. As you all banter down the hallway, uh, you, are you banter- now you know what Ron feels <laughs> bantering stealthily? Is, okay. Yeah, trying. This, yeah, Karasu Karasu's gonna stop everyone, <clears throat> and he's just gonna look at look at Willoughby, and then he's gonna just kind of point to himself, and that's it. Karasu, lean in. Is everything all right? Uh, 
He's going to point to himself again, and then he's going to kind of give like this this motion with his hands that's kind of smooth. I can't see your hands because they're below there. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm doing it for the, li- for the listeners. It's like a smooth kind of... Like a breath stroke. Like a breath strokey <laughs> kind of... Good to go. Lotiri's uh, just going to mind link and just say, what? What? Uh, you get this You get this sense of, of quiet and calm. Is he trying to tell me to calm down? Lotiri will look at the wheel and just... I don't... No, just, it wouldn't be the first time. Cross is going to look at the shade and say, "We're the stealthiest." <laughs> uh, well, yes, shade. If you're on our side, feel free to interpret any time you wish. Well, you didn't ask. Well, I tell you what, we'll cause a distraction. You go check out the door. Great. That good with you, Karasu? And he'll nod. So Karasu heads to the door. And what are the rest of you doing? I go to the balcony and, and like, give me a second. Okay, uh, get the hype man out. And he's like, okay, okay, you are the meanest, baddest motherfucker ever. Okay, let's do this. And I was like, yes! And I hop up on the balcony and I'm like, look down. How far down to the balcony is it? Down to the floor is uh, it? At least 20, 20 15, 20 okay. feet. Okay. Um, I... <laughs> Okay, everybody, look at me! Look at me! And I'm acting a little drunk, but I'm not really drunk. And I say, is everybody looking at me? Uh, yes, quite a lot of people. Not everybody, because it's, it's loud in here, but everybody by the food table is certainly looking. Well, I'm going to try to do one of those off the top, uh, the cage, off the cage, onto the table. Like, stunts. <laughs> Before okay. he does this, knowing that Willoughby <laughs> is going to pull some kind of stupid something... Um, Davlin is going to just lightly touch him on the, the back or the shoulder or wherever is closest and, uh, cast the cantrip guidance, giving him a, uh, D4 to add to, uh, whatever ability check this turns out to be. Well done. Okay. Um, okay. So you're launching yourself yes. off of the balcony. Yes. Uh, and as, as you get up there, you start flexing your, uh, you're on the the top rope and some of the, you know, your fans down there are like, yeah, the real show's starting. <laughs> and they're all flexing with you and like pointing at you. Um, and I guess go ahead and make an acrobatics. I have a uh, proficient and I'm going to have a plus five to this role. Plus the guidance. Oh yeah. So, nice. um, that is a 13 plus five. And just to make it real showy, how much guidance do I have? Uh, a D four, a, a D four. So 18 plus another four, nice. so 22. 22. With that, you, uh, Willoughby, kind of like swine, swan dives into the air, swine dives into the air, <laughs> almost does like a corkscrew, and then comes down so gracefully on the elbow, right onto the pig. Uh, <laughs> oh, meat everywhere. Hopefully, if I played this right, the table gives out and the table just goes. The table creaks a little. Uh, actually, let me make a check for the table. The table breaks. The table, uh, the, first the pig breaks, <laughs> then the table breaks underneath it, and all of your fans just erupt in applause while some of the servants come by and they... They kind of give you like a, a stern look and then they start 
going to work, picking up, they have nothing to say about it, and casting mending on the table <laughs> and whatnot uh, as you roll out of the mashed food. And I take a bow and just wave to my fans and flex at them. And actually, I go up and start signing some autographs if they want to. So. And as you do, everybody on the balcony is looking over and nobody's paying attention whatsoever to Karasu. What are you doing? All right, so uh, I'm going to use my, my shadowy mage hand to open the door while I appear to be looking at the uh, the ruckus. And once the door is open, is there is the light on or off? The door is locked. Oh, all right. So I'm going to... Is, is there any... Okay, is there any way to kind of... Is there like a keyhole or can I see under the door? Uh, there's a keyhole. All right. I'm going to kind of walk my way over to the keyhole and peep in. Empty. Uh, you see a bed. Uh, you can't really make out too much from the, the people, but it kind of goes straight through uh, to a, a bed with a canopy and nothing too exciting. All right, if I can see in there, I'm going to use my, my Cloak of Shadows to misty step my way to a shadow into the room. So ah, I will... It's fantastic. I will kind of drop down into a shadow myself on the floor and quickly kind of like zoom to another shadow and then it kind of reappear. I'll, he'll reappear back out of another shadow in the room. Excellent. Folks at home, we've done a thing, I've done a thing here where I have encouraged everybody to homebrew an item or homebrew something of their backstory, whatever, and if they put in the work and homebrewed it and I cleared it and we all worked on them together, then they got three inspiration points that we actually haven't used yet tonight yeah. to roll something at advantage. Uh, I should have said all this at the beginning, but we're saying it That's now. That's alright. Uh, so, Zax is a shroud of shadows that allows him to uh, misty step between shadows specifically, and it's badass. Um, that is successful. You are in the room. The door is shut. Uh, the room is empty. It is quite clean. There's a tall bookshelf. There's a tapestry on the wall. A window, a large window that looks out to the blue lagoon. The bed with the canopy, silk curtains. Um, there's a, a rug with pillows on it. Just a really, really nice room that is very clearly Prospero's. Uh, tapestry has like a big chimera, like roaring, reeling back on its hind legs, uh, roaring. But you don't see anything else. Uh, while he's doing that, right, Latiri so is going to pretend to be paying attention to the Will, who's you know uh, down there, but from the balcony is going to kind of be the. The person by the door, just kind of making sure that no nobody tries to go through that same door, or you know, the lookout mm-hmm. is the word I meant. Cool, great. Door still shut, so nobody's looking at you guys any any the wiser. They're still paying attention to Willoughby. So Karasu is going to while he's in there. Uh, so I'm gonna kind of investigate around the room. I'm gonna, you know. Peek behind the tapestry, peek under the rug, see if there's any anything secret hidden in there. Kind of go through the bookshelf. Uh, the bookshelf. The books on the shelf are um, they're all the, the, many of them like religious texts texts um, by the god uh, about the gods worshipped by the Orium. You find several books in the Orium, um, but all the books look like they're pretty unread. Uh, layers of dust on the shelf that doesn't seem unperturbed. Um, otherwise, the room is really, really clean. Uh, make an investigation roll, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna use one of my inspiration points. Ooh, perfect! Roll it with Let's advantage. Go. I'm gonna use it right now. 
so 15 and oh, yep I'm glad I, uh 15 and a three so 15 excellent uh with that 15 as you look behind the tapestry uh you feel a slight breeze and you see uh an ever so present uh crack in the stone wall how big is the crack a hairline. It just goes straight up okay. and down uh, from where you're looking on the one side of the tapestry. It goes from the floor up to maybe about two or three feet above your head. I'm going to see if I can push all against the wall and see if anything moves. You can. It does very easily and reveals a staircase. All right. Well, uh, you going to go check that out or are we, we calling it quits here? He's just going to look at the shade and then walk down the stairs. By yourself? Just, yeah, I'm going to kind of, like, stealth my way down a little bit. Great. Uh, everybody else, uh, you hear nothing from the room. Uh, those of you not paying attention, Karasu is just gone. Uh, Lotiri stands by the door. Willoughby, you're down signing autographs. Devlin, what are you doing? Uh, Devlin is <laughs> standing right by where Willoughby, um... What would Swan dove off the balcony, and he's just sort of standing there waiting for someone to get him because he knows that there's a plan in motion, and um, <laughs> there's not really much that he can do given his impairment. So, Karasu, you start to descend the stairs, and it's a steep, tight staircase, uh, the windowless stone chamber. You're going lower and lower. Um, dried herbs are hanging from the walls. You smell, it's getting, the, the smell of incense is getting stronger and stronger. Um, and the, uh, you kind of see a haze that you're walking down into. Um, and you find there's, there's no door that just ends. It comes out into an open room. Uh, do you go inside? With that, I'm going to go back up and, uh, unlock the door and, um, you know, I, I imagine uh, Latiri is probably the closest. And uh, once the door's unlocked, the shade's gonna kind of float over to Latiri and say, "Hey, uh, there's this there's a creepy staircase. Um, we should all check it out. I guess I don't know." Uh, Latiri will do her mind link to Davlin since he's still up on the balcony. Yes, uh, and just say Karasu wants us to go into the room. Can I respond to that? Uh, yeah, you can. I can let you. So Davilin in his mind is going to go, Oh, well, uh, well welcome. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't been on the receiving end of this, but uh, <laughs> yes, let's do it. Uh, you go. I'll get the will. And Where am Latiri, I going? Latiri uh, <laughs> will you guide, him, guide him to the room, <laughs> kind of look over her shoulders. If it's clear, she'll hustle him through the door. Ah, yes, sir. thank you very much. Uh, and then she'll go to the balcony and switch the mind link to the will. If he's within 30 feet still, sh he can hear me. Uh, he is about 20 feet straight down. Um, 25 with the angle. Material so. message. Let's wrap it up. Doors open. Okay. Come see my contest. We're going to be fighting. You come see us. And I just run upstairs. As you run, people are like tapping, like touching you as you pass by, like trying to get a, a piece of the will, you know, <laughs> one last handshake, this and that. Okay. People are showing off the autographs that they got. 
Um, and nobody's really nobody pays any attention to where you go. Okay. Uh, they keep partying. Okay. So everybody shimmies into Prospero's room, and you notice that the tapestry has is is waving uh, in a slight breeze. Uh, but nothing else seems really out of place. Normal, normal bedroom. And uh, Karasu, do you? I assume you, you usher everyone. Yeah. To the obvious place, so you all come down the staircase, down the feathery finger pointing at the tapestry. <laughs> feathery purple finger. Oh yeah, yeah, remember. that's right. Um, <laughs> you come down the staircase, and you open up into this room that smells just. It's this. It's a. It's like a. It's a gray smoke that is very, very bitter to the nose. Um, what races are we? I'm just curious. We have gnome, halfling, gnome, Kalistar, Kalistar, and Kenku. Kenku. Yeah. No. Nobody is any. Just incense that you may or may not. Could like. I do like an investigation um, on it or? Uh, you know what? Go ahead and make an Arcana check. Great. Mm. Oh, can I make one of those? Oh. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> dirty. Because <laughs> I got a plus dirty one. Oh, probably can't beat that. But uh, yeah, you, yeah, no, twelve. Uh, with the dirty twenty, Lotiri, you recognize this incense as something that is. Uh, it, it's something used by infernals. Uh, to, it, it gives celestials quite an allergic reaction, kind of a deterrent of celestials. I do speak infernal, if that ever matters, coming up here. Okay, great. Um, but as you come out into this secret uh, area, uh, you see a gruesome sight. Five dead creatures lay atop five tables. Let me get you into the map here. No, I'm regretting now making the shade sound like he is, and I not Hugh Grant. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it. It's giving me a bit of a tad bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Beetlejuice. Vibe. Yeah, very hey, good. Uh, where are the stairs? Um, yeah. hey, come on. Uh, the stairs are you just from the top left corner. Got it. You just came that in. Door right there. Um, so, um, five dead creatures lay atop five tables. The races of the creatures vary. A human male, a dwarf woman with red hair, a half-orc woman, a half-elf man, and a gnome man. None of them wear masks. Each of the bodies is missing a limb, and animal parts that look maybe canine in nature have been crudely sewn to the bodies in place of the missing limbs. Well, this is fucked no. up, and I get my battle axe out. No other animal parts can be found. You just see the bodies on the tables. Um, you see, you know, general, the, the table, um, in the south end of the, of the lab, uh, a couple barrels with some murky looking liquid gunk goo, uh, thick viscous liquid, um, scrap paper and just general, uh, note-taking of very human centipede, very like this goes here and this connects to this and then if this works and, the, you know, notes on on uh, anatomy and things like that. Um, but yes, that is what you see at the moment. What do you do? Um, I let my hype owl get out and go onto my shoulder, ready to hype me up if I need to rage later. Davlin smelling the, the decay in the air is going to softly say, there is danger afoot. Be on your guard. And he is going to wild shape. Ooh. 
in advance of some kind of combat. He, he's going to wild shape into... Let me find the list. <laughs> it's a lot of... So many options. What's your subclass again? Uh, a circle of the shepherd. So do you get, do you get like livestock or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna just become Bad. a sheep. But is he a, a sheep, sheep really? Mm. Mm. Call back. Yeah. <laughs> Book of the Wild Sheep Sheep Chase Part Three. <laughs> Anthony, come on in. Um, he's going to wild surprise guest wild shape into a brown Sorry. bear, but it's been. 465 years since he's seen a brown bear. So what the party <laughs> sees is a mostly dark colored splashes of uh, black and, and brown and green and, and earth tones, almost camouflage what the amalgamation of nature has become in Davlin's mind is the brown bear that he becomes, which is actually more of a camo. Yeah, well, it's pretty close. You did pretty good. That's, so, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Suddenly, there's there's a large camouflage bearish animal in the room with you. Um, uh, you kind of got the nose wrong, but uh, it's all right. okay. I want to step forward, like to the front, like maybe to the end of the third table, and I'm going to use my magic awareness, which is part of my. Uh, wild mage, wild magic. So your once a day feat. It's I, I can do it twice a day actually. Twice a day. I, it's exciting. I open up my awareness to the present of concentrated magic until the end of my next turn. I know the location of any spell or magic item within sixty feet that isn't behind total cover. And when I sense a spell, I learn what school of magic it belongs to. So I'm just kind of looking at the bodies to see if like something's been cast on them or. Um, the nothing seems to go off. Uh, how does that, how does it work again? You, you sense I sense magic the presence is- of concentrated magic. It's like a detect magic, but it's like an active, like a spell or a magic item. And it's only on okay. one, like it, it kind of, it doesn't say one source. I can, mm-hmm. I, uh, of any, so it's like any that's in the area. Okay. Uh, no, you don't really sense, uh, anything to the, all of this is pretty, carnal it's there there really isn't much magic it's it's more science got it than than that uh yeah no spells no no items or anything like that okay uh latiri would like to investigate uh we'll pick just like the body closest to the door just kind of like what the wounds were um i guess like how limbs were amputated or trying to be attached uh Go ahead and make an investigation check. 17. 17. With that, uh, the it doesn't look like this has been done by anybody with any serious medical knowledge. Uh, it, they don't look hacked through, but it's also not necessarily a clean incision. And then uh, it looks like the most of the animal parts are, are canine, um, but they do seem to vary in breed and color. Almost as if like they were trying different looks on different things and seeing what uh you know what fit best to what body. Roughly like the, what percent the stitches. of each bo- of of like the bodies are canine? Is it like a limb per thing? Uh yeah. So one of them has uh the the ears of a canine. Another one has uh a tail. Another one has okay. 
uh, we'll say, a, an arm and another one has a leg. Cool. Hmm. I, I don't think this was done by any kind of a medical professional. Devlin, I know you can't see this, but this what you, what is here is incredibly unnatural. Davlin, Davlin, you smell it. Davlin's bare head is going to nod. He's going to keep sniffing around. Um, as you all walk around, and you know you're all having conversations. Sorry, I didn't mean to move you there. Uh, you're all having conversations amongst yourselves, kind of investigating. And uh, as Lotiri, you move past Willoughby, mm-hmm. and. As you do, as you get to that fourth table, out pops a were-rat from under the table. Everybody roll initiative. Yeah, bud. Lotiri, as you pass Willoughby and you go to that fourth table, um, what has been waiting for you to get that far into the room takes a swipe at your ankle, um, and you've, you feel a, an energy kind of come at you in that capacity. Um, and let me find the stats. Damn. Hey, I'm going to burn a um, inspiration on this initiative roll, actually. Oh, sweet. Yeah, good call. Um, so, the... Oh, I'm sorry. It's not a swipe. It is a bite. And the surprise attack is actually a natural one to hit. So, something comes out and lunges at you and kind of lunges with its eyes closed and lunges right in front of you as you step back from it. Everybody roll initiative. Rather than any sort of, like, fright, it's mostly just, like, disgust and annoyance from Latiri. She's like, oh. This is a gaunt, disheveled, feral were-rat that has just attacked you. Uh, Latiri. Dirty 20. 20. Nice. Willoughby. 19. Davlin. 17. And Karasu. A gentleman's 12. Yeah. Cool. So surprise round went off. Lotiri. Uh, I'm just gonna swing at this uh, little nasty thing with my ice pick. So my sword is... It's it's a long sword. It's relatively ornate. Uh, the blade of it looks like just kind of solid uh, blue ice. Um, it's doesn't melt or anything and it doesn't give off a cold right now it just looks like a really thick enchanted blade of ice uh, it's called the ice pick and that is a 22 to hit that'll hit oh, damn uh, just for I rolled minimum damage so I got a 1 plus 3 plus 2 so 6 damage excellent uh, for our viewers at home, Josh's homebrewed item is his armor and his sword together. They work as a pair, and it is called Ice Pick and Cold Plate, mm-hmm. and together they make the Arctic Armor. Oh, yeah. And we'll see what they do. Nice. If Josh uses them, we'll let I was we'll just about to out. say that, or to, to, to say what they do, but I was like, I kind of I might wait. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> um, next is Willoughby. Okay. As um, the owl on my shoulder is like, this is a nasty motherfucker. You need to take him out. I'm like, yes, yes. And my face gets red and suddenly veins start to pop. And I'm like flexing and I rage. Yeah. And when I rage, the wild magic, wild surges, 
And I have to roll, or you can roll, an eight-sided die. Uh, you go ahead. I trust you. Okay. Um, okay. Shadowy tendrils lash around me. Each creature of my choice that you see within 30 feet of you, uh, of me, must succeed in a constitution saving throw or take 1d12 necrotic damage. I also gain 1d12 temporary hit points. Nice. All right. So the were-rat's making a con save. Mm -hmm. And fails with a five. Okay. And that d12 is, come on, come on, come on. An eight. So I get eight. Do I just get what he... It's like you suck the life out of him. Yep. Yeah, I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Uh, he takes eight necrotic and I get eight. Sick. That's yep. exciting. So and That's a one-time effect. There's a, there's a lot of the effects that are like I can use on each of my turns until my rage ends, which are really, really cool. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, rage. Okay. And then... I jump up on the table and just come down with a battle axe on top of his head. That's my. So that is a. And I'm raging, so I'm at advantage on this roll. That is a 22. That hits. Okay. And I'm doing it um, one handed. So that is a. 3 plus 3 plus 2. So 8 points of slashing damage. Uh, is that, by chance, a silvered weapon? It is not. Then it doesn't seem to take any damage from that. Ooh, any damage? Ooh. It's damage immunity. Oh god, oh no. Because he wouldn't know and that, so. No, but it doesn't seem harmed by that. It just kind of takes it on, like, almost as if it's skin is is a hide of sort, like a, a, a tougher hide. Okay. Davlin. Uh, oh, are you done? I'm sorry, Willoughby. I'm done. I'm done. Sweet. Davlin. So first, I have to amend something and radcon something, because I want to be honest. I want to keep myself honest. That's okay. Well, unfortunately, since we're at level three, I cannot turn into a brown bear yet. So, instead... That's okay. Davlin is going to wild shape into a wolf... With the same blacks and browns and greens and olive earth tones. Respectable. I like it. That's fine. Thanks, bud. I appreciate it. <laughs> I understand. Because I want to I want to play the game right, you know? It's D D. I get it. I would cheat. Yeah. It's not cheating D. No? <laughs> Alright. <laughs> <laughs> we got the rule book. So um, Whoa, he was like a bear there for a second and then he turned into a wolf. It's crazy. Get <laughs> the guess. Um, okay, so uh, what I'm gonna do is Move up as the wolf and attack this thing with my bite attack. Oh, I get advantage on this because I have pack tactics and I have allies within five feet. So let me roll that again because that was not good. There we go. That's a 21 to hit. Yep. Alrighty. So that. Pick out my D4s for this. Oh, they're in the lunchbox. <laughs> I got a Hulk lunchbox. I keep my dice in. I hear the plastic on the tin. <laughs> so that's going to do uh, seven piercing damage. And if this target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 11 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Okay. I guess... Aren't we all creatures, after all? I think so. Um... It takes a, it makes a what saving throw? Uh, strength saving throw to beat 11. 
That is with the plus zero. It's a ten. Ooh, he fails. Let's go. So it's knocked prone. Excellent. Uh, it doesn't again seem to take much of the damage from the wolf. Um, huh. From the bite. I'm sorry, but it is knocked prone. Interesting. Okay, that's my turn. And it is who's next? Karasu. Alright, so I am going to cast my my chill touch looking at the rat. He's just going to reach out and there's going to be this spectral shadowy hand coming. He's going to try and grasp the rat. He's going to roll. Not great. An eight. Was he prone? Yes. Uh, he was prone, yes. Okay, hang on. At advantage. Let me try that again. A nine. <laughs> Both of those miss. Oh, you suck. No. But it was better. He's like, <laughs> first one was like over here, and then he kind of was like, ah, nope, nope, still miss. Yeah, the rat is pretty agile. He's he's dodged up, dip diving, and dodging away from all dip, your. Dip, dodge, dip, dodge. <laughs> all right. Um, next. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> is the were rat and. Um, Lotiri, you were right there. Karasu, you pointed. It was. It's gonna make a bite at Willoughby this time because you were so adamant in. I always say on it. That is a six to hit. Um, that misses. And it misses. It keeps. It's. It's been down here too long. It's crazed. It's rabid. It's very clearly just like gnashing at whatever it can find. Um. Top of the round, Lotiri. I'm gonna go for another uh, swing with the sword. It's no longer prone. Uh, it's oh yeah no we'll say it, it used its movement to right. stand up half right. its movement to stand up sorry so no it's uh, not. dirty twenty to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Six. Eleven damage. Wow. Okay, he's looking pretty rough, um, but still up. Willoughby. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Because I can't... uh, Obviously, my blow did not do any damage to it. So I'm going to distract the creature, uh, the were-rat, so that I'm going to aid, use a help action, to help Lortiri get advantage on the roll next turn on his next turn great so i'm basically just Fantastic. like distracting him and like kind doing of doing the the toreador <laughs> with your cape <laughs> excellent the were rat is is so rabid that it it's almost entertained but it wants to kill whatever that is <laughs> um and you're doing that for lotiri yes, yes so for specifically i'm aiding lotiri because his great. weapons were doing damage to it so yes um, Javelin. So, um, I, I, did I clock that uh, my my bite as a wolf did no damage to this thing? Uh, correct. I mean, that's still that's a non magical. Just because you yeah. use magic to turn into a wolf, it's still it would, non-magical it's, attack, it would right? say in a monster's description if a monster's a, a physical attacks count as yeah. magic weapons. Yeah, that makes right. sense. So, uh, no, you didn't really pierce the skin, right? And and uh, a Javelin would have would have noticed that, right? That nothing seemed to happen. Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, cool. So, uh, in that case, as a bonus action, um, 
Davlin is going to exit his wild shape and end the wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and frustrated, he's going to cast Ice Knife. And um, Ice to see you. Fling an, fling an Ice Knife at this thing. That sounds cool. <laughs> Um, and- <laughs> ah, pun intended. Oh yeah, he's, he's, he iced him out. Sorry, I was reading numbers. Um, also, so knife that's- to see you would have worked. That I like yeah, that. I, I like knife to see you. Look at us. Uh, that is going to be uh, twelve to hit. That hits. Oh, that is his armor. Hell class. yeah, that's what you needed. So that is going to do seven. Uh, I guess I don't know if it's piercing or if it's uh, yeah, it's piercing damage. Seven? Yes. Okay. Still up. Bastard. All right. That is going to be my turn. Where rat bastard. Is that... Cor- correct me if I'm wrong. I shouldn't be helping you, but does, isn't there a... <laughs> is there a second part of Ice Knife oh, that you can take advantage of? check. Hit or miss the... Oh, there is. That's... Ooh, that's that's tough. Ross, that was ice of you. <laughs> it was very ice of you. This, this might not help us, though, because uh, hit or miss the shard explodes... And the target and each creature within five feet of it must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take some damage. I'm pretty Damn, dexy. Paul, why do you always uh, have these? I always have these, these. weapons that hurt <laughs> bystanders. So that's me. I guess. And Lotiri and feet. Willoughby. Yeah, that's everybody but Karasu. It's a dex to beat 12. Um, and I'm going to use my inspiration on this, one of them. I'm at advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects I can see. So, ooh, that is awesome. That is a 22. I got a 12. I got a 10. So, don't worry. I'll just take the damage. <laughs> <laughs> you leap in front. Um, the were-rat also got a 10. Oh, cool. Which means, Davlin, you get the kill shot. Oh. Oh, nice. So I guess the kill shot is going to affect me and this. Uh, so that's going to be six cold damage for both of us. He had one, so it didn't matter to him. Nice. So uh, let me go ahead and damage myself. Um, we take none with a success. Uh, yeah, I think you take none. Let me just double check. Okay. Yeah, you don't take any. Um, so it hit... And I guess because this is a kind of a small thing, might have gone straight through it. So let's say that the the blast of explosion just flung it back towards me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, and that's how I'm just gonna flavor it. Like it, it got thrust back one way and then exploded back the other. The the I, we're talking the ice knife. Yeah, because the ice knife explodes, and that's what does the cold. Got it. So the ice knife just shatters into several different pieces, and like three of them stick like right into the neck of the were rat, and it just stops moving and and falls prone with its tongue hanging out. Mm. And as it does, and you all take stock of where you are and and how you're doing and whatnot, everybody make perception checks. <laughs> Man, I am not doing well. That's a three for Karasu. I also mm-hmm. got a three for the will. But if this is on thirteen, if this is on sight, I got a seven. 
Uh, go ahead and make another one uh, that's not based on sight. It's more based on feeling. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, the, the if that had been an advantage, it would have been a nine. <laughs> okay, so Davlin, you feel this, and Latiri, you take stock as Latiri, as you look at everybody, um, you see that Willoughby uh, has started to grow. His his jaw has started to jut out a little bit, and he ha- his teeth, his bottom two teeth, are getting a little longer past his his front teeth. You notice that Davlin, Davlin, you feel a, a small, like bulbous, stunted little tail on come out of your the lower back, uh, very similar to that of a bear. And Karasu, uh, at the end of Karasu's beak, comes out these two little teeth that stick right out the end of his beak. Uh, and Lotiri, uh, you have started to, uh, your your hands have started to grow feathers, brown feathers coming out. I do out only have of your, one hand. Your armor. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, your <laughs> hand uh, starts there. Uh, it, it seems to have be growing feathers out of your. Uh, out of your armor. Um, the shade just starts cracking up. <laughs> I look over... You got this little bunny teeth on your face, man! Um, this is a timed thing. Look at those... Look at the bodies. We turn the animals. They kill us. They attach us to other creatures. They experiment on us. We're not gonna get experimented on. Let's go kill whatever's doing this to us and get these masks off of us. Good God! Very astute. Very astute, Willoughby. Uh... St- Everybody making Arcana check. I'll do so with a plus one. Oh my do. god! And it's still fifteen. It's not that great. Uh, nineteen. I rolled a nineteen, and it's also a minus one, so eighteen. That's a fourteen for Davlin. Okay, we'll say Latiri. Uh, we, you you are familiar with you've heard uh, and read about um, animal transformations and and polymorphs and things and typically uh or you you understand that if you remove the source of of the person who cast it that that it should be reversed does it seem to be um like slowly growing or is it like my hand changed and that that is stopped it's something you didn't have before the fight and you do now and the fight kept you busy enough where you're not sure okay okay we better move soon. We have to take out what's doing this to us. And then with... Well, I mean, it's it's clearly Prosper, right? I mean, guy smelled like incense. We're in an incense room. With that... Are there any other exits to this room? Uh, Latiri's... Real uh, quick, Latiri's gonna cast Armor of Agathis on herself, which is... Um, I get five temporary hit points, and it's like a... It's an ice spectral frost. So if any yeah. creature... Uh, hits me, they take five cold damage. Excellent. Um, make a perception check, Willoughby. Um, 17 plus one, 18. Uh, no. The stairs, you're confident, are the only entrance and exit into this room. Let's get out of here. We need to find Prospero. Yes, let us make haste. Um, as you go up the stairs uh, and you head into Prospero's room and uh, open the door, the sound that greets you is 
a comp- the complete opposite of what greeted you when you first showed up uh, at the party. There are screams of horror and just women crying and and men shouting and and you you come out of the uh, onto the balcony and you look over and you see just chaos. You see some people trying to rip their mask off their face and they can't. You see uh, one partygoer is uh, it drops to all of his knees and he, he lets out this this humanish tiger-esque combination roar uh, that is quite horrifying. Um, you see another man drop and start convulsing and start uh, growing scales up and down his arms. Um, and shouts of, he tricked us, he tricked us, it, it, it's the mask, he's cursed us, it hurts, it hurts, and just going, everybody's going wild down on the first floor. What do you do? Looking for Prospero. Mm-hmm. Same. Because I'm going to kill a bitch. Uh, you don't see him. The crowd below is, is too frantic. You can't really make anybody out. And everybody's wearing masks. You can't, at least from up here, you can't. So you said, okay, so for my, for my boon, my boon to work, I have to know the, the spellcaster. Does the spellcaster have to cast a spell? Uh, it, no, it, you just know, you immediately determine uh, spellcaster's whereabouts of okay, any well, alignment. The, the well, presence gonna, and location. I'm going to use my boon to find Prospero. Nice. Karasu, you feel this uh, energy, this infernal energy uh, right above you. And as you look up, uh, clinging to the ceiling is this massive winged cambion. It's this man slash winged devilish creature. Looks very similar to this. Yep. All right. Okay. Oh, All weird. right. I feel like that but, guy toasted Wendell a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah. The, the descended ran from a cambion's quite a lot. <laughs> That's a good okay, idea to do so. Right. It was not. He. It was a draw. <laughs> um. And as you uh, as you make eyes with him, he he lets go from the ceiling and drops down to the bottom the the first floor and just lands right on his hooves i don't know lands with a thud uh and he just starts to laugh this <laughs> and it's like a a completely different like guttural voice than the the charmer that you spoke with earlier and he says uh just witness what i have done you and he's he kind of addressing the whole room and he says all of you will be part of my army and the malum animus will rule and he's just kind of laughing and and enjoying all of the the terror Devlin's going to say quickly we must get closer to him i cannot do anything from this distance we must end this He's and as he says, that, he's, gonna, he's just going to cast cure wounds on himself. Karash is not going to—he's not going to hesitate. He's going to reach out his his hand, and and he's going to have the the shadow hand chill touch him. Yeah, I'm going to rush him with my battle axe raging, and I'm as I charge him, 
I yell out, Aya, guide my axe! And just run down the stairs at him. Okay, everybody roll initiative. Let's go, baby. I'm going to burn my uh, a second inspiration on this initiative because when I rage, I'm at initiative to attack. Okay, Lotiri. Uh, 22. Will it be? Uh, dirty 20, actually. Davlin. 18. Karasu. 15. So, um, Lotiri. You go first. All right. So I'm going to start off with doing a little bit of my homebrew. So part of how my homebrew works is my weapon and my armor. My my weapon more or less works like a like a key to my armor. They don't really have magical effects without the other. Uh, and together they have six charges. And I can spend two of those six charges as an action for my armor to increase my walking speed plus ten for an hour. Um, by d- to do that, this armor sprouts these giant raven wings that are black and blue from the back. Um, that I can't fly with them. I haven't really figured out how the flying works. I'm still working on it. But basically, it can it helps her run faster with some some wing fluttering. But instead of running, uh, I'm basically using it for flavor to for now jump over the balcony uh, and just land on the ground. Um, if I can do that. And mm-hmm. he's on the ground, correct? Yeah, he's right in the center of the of the room. Cross off my on that rug that you came into. Then I'm going to attempt my... Uh, I just want to make sure I'm using the right term. My blood maledict. So for blood hunters, you get to choose uh, a blood maledict, and I chose uh, blood curse of binding. So I can attempt to mm-hmm. bind a creature within 30 feet of me, uh, and I can amplify it by rolling a d4, which I'm going to do. And this is damage to myself, and I got a 4, Ooh. so that's real great. Uh, so I do 4 damage to myself to amplify uh, this. That's Sorry. sick. That's really cool. It is cool. Cool. Uh, it has to make a DC a strength saving throw of 14 now it is 10 but when i amplify it it adds that and it lasts um well let's see if he makes that he has to make a strength of 14 okay josh that's a natural one oh, hell let's yeah go. all right and this is the hold on this is the first time this has happened in this campaign and in, in this story tonight i also made the rule that natural ones work the same as natural 20s Ooh. so he critical failed which means you essentially rolled a natty 20 for this let's go oh, sick okay um so in order to do this um she uses this her her as a blood hunter her weapon her sword becomes her um the conduit of her magic and mm-hmm. she kind of slashes at the uh the her other her left kind of limb there's no longer a hand there um but old stumpy and then some kind of bluish blood goes at the creature and it binds it with ice of course because ice uh, so it's mm-hmm. uh, his speed is reduced to zero and they can't use reactions till the end of their turn and it's amplified. I don't think the amplifier really does anything too different. At the end of each of its turns, it can make another strength saving throw. Yeah. Cool. So basically, he's cool. stuck so, there. Okay. Um, I 
and just can't use reactions. Right. And I'm going to, as a bonus action, do my Crimson Rite, which, again, as a Blood Hunter, I can do another d4 damage to myself, which I got a 3 that time, and I imbue my weapon with uh, my chosen type, which is Frost, and I basically get to add 1d4 to my weapon attacks when I do those. So now the sword has started to have a magical ice effect that kind of goes behind it as it slashes through the air. There's like ice glitter and stuff like that. The sword kind of gives off a... She's ready to go. As it does. Um, next, Willoughby. Okay. I, my, um, the hype bird hypes me up and it's like, you, this is evil. This is evil incarnate. Get him! And I just rage and run down the stairs. And as I go into the rage, I roll an eight and a bolt of light shoots from my chest golden light just shoots out and hits Prospero right in the face uh, he needs to make a constitution saving throw or, or take 1d6 radiant damage and if he fails it he is blinded until the start of my next turn and I can use What's this the number to beat huh a number to the beat is a 13 I believe let me check 13 He fails. So he's blinded uh, until um, the start of my next turn. And I can use this effect on each of my turns as a bonus action. And he took how much damage? Uh, 1d6 radiant. Six points. And I run up and smack him in the face. (laughs) Take that. Uh, As like an unarmed attack? No, this is... uh, my battle axe. What? Oh, you're gonna hit him with with the weapon. Oh yeah, guy. yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna smack him in the face. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just like, yeah. Challenging him to a duel. All right, do it. Okay, um, raging. So I'm at advantage. Um, Sixteen plus uh, five. Uh, that. Oh yes, that does it. Okay. Um, and I'm doing this uh, single-handed. So this is. Um, Let's see, D8 plus 8 plus 3 plus 2, so 13. Uh, this is not magical. so it, Right, so have yeah. 7 points? Yep. We round up? Round down. Round down, yep. 6. Yep. Always round down. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, Karskorasu. Karasu. Alright, uh, I'm gonna cast... No, no, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. It is Davlin's turn, my bad. Okay. Um, so Davlin, Davlin's going to move. Uh, he spent some time standing on this balcony, so he knows it a little bit. And he can move to right about here, unassisted. Um, and then, first thing he's going to do is he's going to cast Moonbeam at the second level on the five-foot space that Prospero currently occupies. And he needs to make a constitution saving throw. Damn. Which it maybe he'll actually save one. Well, uh, according to the spell, let me pull it back up. If he's a shape mm-hmm. changer, he has to make it with disadvantage. Oh, if he, I don't know man. if that's what's going on. Oh. I mean, I guess he is. He, he changed, changed shape. Yeah. So, <laughs> constitution, you yeah, said? constitution to be 12 at disadvantage. Okay, you know, they were both 11s, giving him a 
14. Okay. So he saves. So he's so he's going to take half of 2d10 radiant damage. And then when he starts his turn, he's going to have to do that again because he's in the space. So yes. he's going to take half of 19. So he's going to take 9 radiant damage. Excellent. And then, as a bonus action... Okay. Uh, as a bonus action... Um, Davlin is going to summon his spirit totem, which is part of the circle of the shepherd. Um, and he, I'm going to put this right next to Willoughby where I'm pinging right there. And it's going to be the bear spirit totem, which since Willoughby is the only one in, let me confirm this. It's a 30 foot radius. I think we're all just out. Um, so this is just going to be for Willoughby. This is going to give him some extra hit points. Five plus my druid level. So this is going to give Willoughby uh, eight extra hit points. And in addition... Uh, is that temporary hit points? Uh, temporary hit points, yeah. Um, okay, um, I've already got eight, so it doesn't affect me. Gotcha, okay. Because I can only take... I can, if, you gave, if you gave higher, I could choose that. But I can't add them together, so... Gotcha. Well, what it will give you is uh, advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws while in the aura. Yay. Hell yeah. And that is going to be my turn. I feel stronger! Uh, I ripped my, rip my shirt off, like, <laughs> bare-chested. <laughs> Just like... Oh, here we go. It's happening. Meanwhile, Prospero is frozen to the spot hit with a moonbeam, blinded, <laughs> just saying, I mean, he he is in awe at what is happening to him right now. He says, I can't believe this is happening to me in my own castle. I will have your heads. And he's, but he can't move, so he's just kind of flailing with his <laughs> arms. Um, and with his eyes sh- blinded shut, he he's a mess right now. Um, Karasu. Is your- well, if that was Prospero's turn... I don't know if it... Oh, it wasn't. Okay. I'm gotcha. sorry. Uh, uh, free action speaking. Gotcha. Never mind. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to move a little bit closer, and I'm going to cast a uh, magic missile. Let's go. And so he is going to take... Let's see. Come on. D&D Beyond. Oh, shit. You're right. It's hard on the iPad. Okay, so... It is. It's tough. He's going to take... First one's going to do four damage. Second one's going to do two damage. Third one's going to do four damage, so. And he just takes all that, right? Yep. Right. That'd be my turn. Yeah. Unless he has a shield spell to do a reaction, he, he takes it. Nope. And there's shadows. They're, instead of the glowing bolts, there's, there's shadows. And they kind of hit him with a soft thud, like... <laughs> and he... You Take that. Just, <laughs> every time it hits, he, has, he can't see him coming. The, he is not doesn't seem well and it you're is you're not gonna like what part of me that came from <laughs> Karasu is... or Shade I am sorry <laughs> Prospero's turn he is going to okay so Jesus Christ so he's blinded let me look at that really quick blinded, blinded. any ability check that requires sight uh Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. I'm so sorry. All of these are... You've all hit. I mean, most... All, all of you. But... And then I have disadvantage. Got it. Okay, so... He squints through uh, and knows who did what. 
and he is going to cast a fire ray Ooh, so, at... So sorry to interrupt. Just at the start of his turn, he's got to make another con save. Start of the turn. Thank you so much. He's going to first make a constitution saving Can you throw. you as Davlin, though? <laughs> I'm so, so sorry hey, um, hey, to man. interrupt. Uh, just a quick at disadvantage is all... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Rule, um, rules of combat, yes. <laughs> and he rolls a 14 with success. Okay, so he's going to take half of 2d10 again, which I'm rolling well, baby. That's going to be uh, eight points of radiant damage. Okay. Um, and so the, the blindness and the the frozen to the spot, those are the end of the turn, correct? Yes. Frozen, yes. Blindness is at the end of my turn. Your turn, yeah. great. Well, beginning of my turn, um, <clears throat> Got it. So he is going to uh, cast Fire Ray at disadvantage on Lotiri because she pissed him off first. Oh, you're lucky that was a disadvantage because one of them was a natural 20. Oh, Ooh. That would have melted me good. Mm-hmm. Lotiri, where, you're at the top of the stairs, yeah? Ish. I jumped down. Uh, sorry, okay, I didn't move myself. I would have been about right there. Then. No, it's okay. Yeah, I, just, I don't see your token, so I'm not sure. You don't still? I don't see it either. I got her. Oh, I see it. I mean, it's that's what counts as you guys see. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so that is a 15 to hit. Um, I believe that's a miss. Yeah, my AC is 16. Well done. Uh, it f- oh, whiffs or it flies right by your head. You feel it kind of singe the side of your hair a little bit. Uh, and with his multi-attack, he is going to cast Fire Ray again, um, this time on Willoughby, okay. who blinded him. Yeah, putting my shield up in my front of my face. And at disadvantage, that is a 19 to hit. 19 just barely hits me. Uh, my eight, AC is an 18. Nice. Uh, and you are going to take... 11 points of fire damage. The 8 temporary goes away. And then 3 more. And he says, That'll teach you to blind the prince of the Malum Ananas. And, oh, I'm uh, going to enjoy cutting your head off. Okay. <laughs> it is the end of his turn, and he take, he has to roll a what, Josh? Uh, strength of 14 is what he needs to get out of binding. And fails again with a 10. He's... He he can't seem to uproot his... You've got his, his feet frozen solid to the ground. Uh, it is the end of Prospero's turn, and as a free action, uh, he lets out this big... This big whistle. And uh, with that comes swooping down a giant vulture. And it swoops down into the scene. Um, and... Hold on, I gotta... <laughs> get it out this door first it's so finicky where I can put things it flies over your heads swoops down and kind of lands on the balcony uh, over on the other side of the staircase and uh, Prospero yells kill them Malinov kill them my sweet and Malinov uh, comes swoops down toward Davlin oh and makes two attacks. One with its beak. Um, 
And that's going to be a 23 to hit. Yep, that hits. That's going to do... Seven points of piercing damage. And one with its talons, which is a 14 to hit. That misses. And it swipes by your face, and you feel sharp a sharp breeze right in front of your nose. Yeah, I do. But it's going... Squawking in your face. Top of the round, Lotiri. Uh, quick question. So the the mask boons that we got is that an action to use those? You know, I'm not sure. Let's see if it specifies. Doesn't say really whether it's an action. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that you can use it as a free action. Cool. Then I'll try to determine this creature's weakness. Not the the vulture, but uh, Prosperous. With the mask's enchantment. You, hmm, because this doesn't really say much about you. You know that it, the the attacks need to be magical, okay. um, and you can determine that it doesn't really say weaknesses. So uh, we'll say you can determine that uh, he has a resistance to uh, cold, fire, and lightning. Gotcha. Alrighty. Uh, so we're going, uh, Lotiri is going to rush Prospero. She's, he's, she's going to use her wings just as flavor to kind of add to her sprinting at him with her sword drawn and is going to attack. And I get advantage on attack, this? Attack, yes, attack with advantage. This is the first fucking time I'm remembering. Right, that is a, th- ooh, 13. A 13 misses. Bummer. Okay. He's rooted to the spot, but he somehow manages to out of the way. (laughs) And then I think that's all I've got. It sure is. He laughs at you. He says, try again. Willoughby. Okay. As a bonus action, at the start of my turn, he becomes not blind. However, as a bonus action, my heart light jumps out of my like let's hits him right in the face again mm-hmm. and he has to make another constitution saving throw okay dc 13 he rolls a 13 okay he is not blind he does not take 1d6 radiant damage but instead i just bring my axe down on his head again roll to hit okay that is a Dirty 20. That'll hit. Okay. Um, with a 7 plus 5, 12 points of uh, slashing. Yeah, slashing. Mm-hmm. Resistant, half damage. Mm-hmm. Great, is that your turn? That is all I can do. Yep. Uh, as the, the light streaks by his head, he, he watches it pass him. And he says, not this time, shorty. (laughs) (laughs) And he starts laughing. My veins just pop out of my neck as I get even angrier. (laughs) Davlin. Okay. Um, First off, uh, as a bonus action, I would like to move my spirit totem. Uh, Wait, did you skip me? What is it? No, no, Davlin is before Karasu. I I saw the the thing pop up that said, it's Karasu's turn. And I was like, wait, hang on. Okay, sorry, you're good. 
Uh, so yeah, I, I would like to move the spirit totem, and in the wording of that, it says that I can move it to a spot I can see. Uh, which oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, we'll s- <laughs> interesting. It kind of sees for you. Okay, well then, great. Thank you for that. Uh, I'm gonna move that to the middle of all of us, uh, which should give everybody within 30 feet, which should be all of the party, um, eight temporary hit points and advantage Ooh. on uh, strength checks and strength saving throws, which is great. Yeah, um, it sure is. And that then, helps. as my action, I am going to again cast Ice Knife this time on the vulture that is right in front of me. I'm going to uh, roll with advantage on this one. Right, I did. That is an 11 to hit. That will miss. Ah, dicks. Okay. That dicks. <laughs> I'm going to stay right where I am. That's my turn. Karasu. Alright, I am going to hit him again with the magic missile. Bullet. That's going to do four points. Four points and two points. Again, ten damage. Okay, he's still taking him. He's like, oh, I'm getting so sick of that. And he's look, he looks at you, and you have his attention. And it is Prospero's turn. Still rude to the spot, but no longer blind. So... Uh, it's another con save, baby. Yes, it is. And a natural one. Yes! So he Devote. takes double. So first off, a couple of things are going to happen. He's going to take 15 points of radiant damage. And then, Damn. let me just double check this. If it, because if a shape shitter, whoa, shape shitter? Nah, man. A shape changer <laughs> makes it saving throw with disadvantage. If it fails, it also instantly reverts to its original form and can't assume a different form until it leaves the spell's light. So if this is okay. his original form... I think, yeah. This is his original gotcha. form. He he is a true Cambion. But since he doesn't change, you know that. Gotcha. You know that he cannot change any further and this is as, as pure as it gets. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, now... On his turn, uh, he is going to... He looks at Karasu, and he is going to, with his fiendish charm, uh, Karasu needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Alright, well, I'm going to go ahead and do that with advantage. Good call. That's two of my... Let's see. First one's a fifth... No, 13, and a... 3020. You succeed, and you are not charmed. Thank goodness. Um, so he, he kind of gives you like an evil eye for a second, and you lock eyes with him, and you feel him kind of creeping into your brain, and he says, you will obey my commands. And and then he kind of gets he, a sense of de- defiance and sense of just get the fuck out of there. And Prospero's pissed, man. He None of his... Stops are are doing anything. He's rooted to the spot. He's never felt so emasculated. This is my party. It's my birthday. Man, this guy sucks. Meanwhile, they are uh, horribly sh- turning into animals <laughs> around you. Chimeras. They pause. It's, 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 they it's pretty painful. They pause. Oh. Hey. 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 I'll be here all night. Thank you. Hopefully not all night. We're going to try to wrap this up soon. Uh, yeah. So it is Malinov's turn, and Malinov is going to... Um, uh, 
He's going to ditch Davlin uh, and head for those surrounding Prospero. He swoops down the stairs, uh, passing a couple uh, screaming guests on the way, and he approaches... Who is that? Willoughby and Lotiri are down mm-hmm. there? And Karasu. Or is Karasu up top? I'm up, I'm up top. Okay, the the noble that I made Karasu is down there, so... <laughs> yeah, uh, would so I get... Or I think that's Prospero, so wait, no, actually. I'm, so I'm, I'm right here. Um, this is me. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Would I get an uh, opportunity attack on there. that? Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose you would. Oh, yeah. He does. He moves out of your... Out of your move your space. Alrighty, so I'm going so go to... Ahead. Does that have to be with a, a melee weapon, or can that be a, a spell? I've forgotten. I it believe it has to be a melee, melee weapon. weapon. Okay, now I don't... Unless you have the spellcaster, or like the, the warcaster. War let's you do it. No. Oh, I guess I do have my staff out, so I'll just use that. I'll whack at him with the quarter staff, which is going to be a 21 to hit. Wow. Nice. It hits, hits real good. Okay, cool. Uh... I guess one-handed since I've been doing spell stuff. So that's going to be a six points of bludgeoning damage. Nice. Um, Malinov moves and comes down to attack uh, Lotiri. Mm-hmm. And does a multi-attack, first with its beak. That's an eight to hit. Nope. It misses. It, it just clang against your armor and... With its talons, that is a 22 to that hit. That will do it. It will take five points of, I believe it's frost damage because of the armor spell that I have. Yeah. Yeah, five um, cold damage. Excellent. That's going to do uh, five points of slashing damage All to right. you. Lotiri. Um, I'm going to... I'm not bothered at all by this vulture, and I'm going to take another swing at Prospero. Not an advantage this time, correct? Correct. He's no longer blinded. Oh, that's a natural 20. Hey, wow. let's go. All right. Double it. Okay, double the numbers. Double your dice. Gotcha. Okay, so I rolled a six and a two, but I've got a bunch of pluses on these things. Um, all right, so six and two. So we're going to do one dice at a time. Six plus three because of the weapon plus two because of my fighting style plus two because it's being uh because he's still bound he gets more damage uh so that's seven slashing and four cold damage uh for one of the dice nine the total what does that come to oh uh, no, sorry, you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, seven, let me... seven cold. Sorry. So it's going to be eight total cold damage and and 24 total slashing damage. Jesus. Lateri, the kill shot is yours. Oh, oh wow. man. How are you going to do uh, it? She just, she takes her wings and kind of jumps and they give her like an extra little boost. And then she just comes down with a, with a slash that just... Uh, kind of across his whole body just really, really eviscerates him and leaves his uh, leaves the, where the, the the sword touches his body is like icy and you see like snowflakes kind of turn into, just kind of meld into his skin there. As the sword penetrates his shoulder, he 
he lets out a, an icy because <gasps> he's never felt quite so cold and it slashes through his chest and as it does he he crystallizes and the snow falls gently from his chest as he uh, disintegrates into nothing and a, a cold breeze kind of swirls his his essence uh, with the magic of the sword uh, and Malinov uh, if if vultures have emotions <laughs> just it's just so like a distraught and angry very very angry oh, give me a is second. your turnover uh, as just a, a quick kind of free action she just composes herself basically instantly and just says one less monster nice oh that's, that's cool it. Willoughby your turn okay um, I, t- I like high five like yes and then I was like look at the vulture and I was like Oh, and then I do another heart light <laughs> oh, shit. right into like beam of light, <laughs> and so Malinov has to make a Constitution saving throw DC thirteen. Uh, that is a twenty-two save. Yeah, so nothing, but I do. Um, I'm going to whack him with my axe, and that is a twenty-two to hit. Yes. And I do... Oh, God, max damage. Um, eight plus... Um, eight plus five. Thirteen points of slashing. Go ahead and describe your kill shot. Yeah. So the light just kind of, like, distracts the vulture and kind of, like, starts to kind of flutter. And I just jump up into the air with my, like feet tucked underneath me and I just get as high as I can and I just like straight through the body of the bird and it's just like blood everywhere feathers everywhere (laughs) and I come down and I like land go over to the bird and it's still kind of moving and I just crush its skull the vulture is eviscerated (laughs) you all are anyone in the general 10 foot area is just splattered with blood <laughs> and the feathers stick to the the sticky blood and uh, the screaming all seems to to be dying down and you you hear gentle whimpers of <laughs> just composing themselves and and as as you look at yourselves the the feathers uh, retreat back up your armor Latiri uh, the the teeth just clink clink fall to the floor. Karasu, the the tail, the bear tail just kind of like becomes like shaved hair and just falls in a clump. And uh, the tusks kind of like painfully just like gro- well, no, we'll say they fall out as well, just like the bunnies. They they fall out, <laughs> and your regular teeth are in its place. Uh, and the curse has been lifted, Ugh. and everybody. In the in the castle is slowly getting to their feet. Some are still crying. Some are uh, can't believe what they've just been through. Um, and those that are sleeping from being what seemed to be drunk are also awakening from their draught of sleeping that was in the wine that none of you drank. Oh wow! <laughs> and um, people people are are starting to 
to to realize what's happened, and they come up to you and they start shaking your hand. They say, "What you 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 just sprung into action? The rest of us, we, 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 there was nothing we could do. We we just the, the masks they wouldn't come off, and then I I started to lose my my voice. I I, I couldn't." And they're just everybody's just so grateful and and. They want more autographs from the will. Oh yeah, they're asking for autographs from the shade now. And, um, <laughs> and as they all, as they're, as they're all surrounding you, um, Kara comes in through the front door, and she she kind of mirrors uh, Prospero, and she comes in, kind of clapping as people uh, disperse, and she says. Well done, well done. Yes, this is exactly it as I was hoping it would go. Thank you so much for your your help. Uh, the Orium thanks you graciously, and she she gives you a bow and she shakes your hands, and she says, "Prospero was indeed uh, uh, the prince of the Malamanimus in disguise. Uh, we have been investigating him for some time, and uh, he's been." slowly turning people into creatures into Chimera to join his army and now that you have defeated him his soul will be returned to the Nine Hells and the Orium will uh, invade the Nine Hells and we will slay him as he as he is reborn and the the war is not won but the battle has been completed and it is you we have to thank for that and she bows down to one knee as she thanks you all the will thanks you for believing in us. She stands, and from her pocket, she she takes out uh, four amulets, and she goes down the line. She places an eye amulet over Willoughby's head, and one over Davlin's, one over each of you. And she says, "Consider yourselves friends of the Orium." Friends? If you oh, uh, look for uh, Aya. Aya was her name. Aya. Aya. Uh, look for Aya. I'm like, um, <laughs> look what I got. Uh, can, can we be friends? Aya is on the balcony uh, above. She she watched the whole thing from the top, and she p- picks it up, uh, same as you do. And she kind of gives you like a flirtatious little wave. Mm. Uh, her moon her moon mask is on the top of her head. She is indeed hot. <laughs> <laughs> Your suspicions are confirmed. Uh, Excuse me. Sorry. And I go upstairs. Yeah. Lotiri will just mention to uh, Kara. Uh, or Kara, the, there are bodies in a secret room from Prospero's that I believe uh, you wish to be you wish to find. Oh yes, that's what I was afraid of. He has been performing experiments for some time, and and he had you not stepped in, he he very well may have succeeded. Uh, I assure you that the Orion will take care of that, and will will bury the bodies as we see fit. The amulets that she gave you are amulets of protection. Yes. The plus one to AC. Nice. Um, but she, um, before you go flirting around, Willoughby, she makes sure to address all of you one more time. She, she says, I bid you all good fortune. Uh, I'm returning to the city of Aurea, where the Aurium has gathered. And please, sincerely, you're all welcome there any time. And thank you so much for your help. And... She turns and goes, and the party kind of disperses. All four of you head back to the square. Uh, 
maybe with new friends, Willoughby. Mm. Uh, and you say your farewells to Aya, to the party guests that you met, to the, the donkey mask gentleman comes up and, and he, he shakes your hand. He says, hey, that was a really good show, man. <laughs> I, 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 the party kind of kind of went sour there about halfway through, but I had a good time. And uh, it's, it's nice to meet you guys. That's why I was hoping that we would hear from you again. Thank you very much, and stay safe. <laughs> yeah, you do the same. It, it, it really has been a good time to you. And uh, just anytime you're back here, don't forget to call me. And don't forget, my name is Hoban. We will never forget. And, and as you step into the gondola, the tongueless gondolier uh, pushes you through the back through the Blue Lagoon under the canals and back to the realms and that is where we finish our story yeah. oh man the cliffhangers is uh, Karasu looks at everyone and goes <gasps> and then cliffhanger <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's about to monologue and we just have to cut to credit yeah. <laughs> it's the after credit scene Guys, it's here for, well for Ross Griffin. How about that? Yeah, great hey, that job, Ross. So Amazing fun. job. Oh my great gosh. Job. That was that was fun. It was definitely like there a lot of stuff came up that I was like, uh, uh, you know, because you can't you can't plan for everything. <laughs> no, but yeah. uh, we definitely I mean, rule checked you a lot. We were like, hey DM, what about this? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And the beauty of it is I could just on the spot be like, you know what? I'll allow it. That was my prerogative. That's what's yeah, great about being but, DM. You're like, you know what? Fuck it. Really exactly. cool. I think yep. that's yeah, the best I've so, ever rolled in like a three hour period. I was. Oh yeah. Really really didn't Grave who? Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Josh is, Josh is notorious for his, his natural <laughs> ones, but tonight he really kind of, uh, I guess for me, just, you know, anybody who is thinking about DMing, like if you have a, a good group that is willing to support you and, you know, help you through it and, and get you through the stuff that you're insecure about, man, I just inc- I encourage you all, take up the mantle. It's a lot of work. You don't have to put the maps into Astral and Roll20 like <laughs> I did. That, that stressed me out all week, but tonight was a hell of a lot of fun. So if you're thinking about it, do it. Mm-hmm. Hell we definitely yeah. need more DMs out there, so more yeah, DMs the better. Yeah, we sure do. So, playing tonight around the virtual roundtable, let's go around just real quick. I have been Ross, your DM. Woo! Ron? Uh, I've been Ron Murphy. Uh, my Twitter handle is Ron88KeysRBDM. I've been playing uh, The Will, Willoughby Headknocker. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Paul. I've been playing uh, Davlin the Druid. Uh, you can follow me on social media at ThePaulGary. Thanks so much. Uh, yo, everybody, I'm Josh. I've been playing Lotiri, the Bloodhunter, and she was super cool, and I can't wait to bring her back and do some more Bloodhuntery stuff. Uh, you can find me at joshnaround 88 at uh, Twitter and Instagram, and also the Broke-Ass Gamecast podcast. Check Woo-hoo. it out. Hey, I was Zach playing Karasu, the Kenku Sorcerer, and his buddy, The Shade, which I'm <laughs> glad that I don't have a whole campaign of him, because my throat's like, I'm like a... Hey man, yeah, the just, that, uh, just that one guy at the end. He was killing me. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. But uh, you can find me at Zach Bareltan on on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm always taking insults for the main game. Still haven't gotten any, but I, I will. <laughs> one eventually. of these days. One of these days, it's gonna be Ross again. 
<laughs> Tonight from the Severed Sons, we are missing Blake Graham. Uh, he couldn't be here with us. He has uh, he has to work. He's employed. He is yeah. employed. So, What's that mean? Uh, <laughs> I know it. So uh, he's he's in a show right now. You know, we're all actors, and he's the one getting to do the work. So uh, we miss him, but he'll be in the next one, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a night of masks and monsters by Ashley Warren. Just heads up, I got this from the DMs Guild. It was free. Oh wow! So uh, if you want to take advantage of this, head over, head on over to the DMs Guild. Support Ashley Warren because this is a great uh, campaign. We had a lot of fun tonight. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Ross Griffin. I've been your DM. Follow me at Griff R M. And as always. Stay frosty. Thank you for listening to A Night of Masks and Monsters by Ashley Warren. Lotiri was played by Josh Helgeson. Davlin by Paul Gary. Karasu by Zachary Burrell. The Will by Ron Murphy. And our DM was Ross Griffin. Special thanks to Ron and the players for their patience and good vibes for Ross's first DM experience. And Jess, his wife for her loving support of his leveling up in a game that she doesn't play. Thanks for listening, and stay frosty! Hey y'all! If the last two years have taught me anything, other than the fact that I'm never actually going to make sourdough bread at home, it's that human beings thrive in communities of like-minded people. We may not be able to see the people we care about every day, but the internet has ways to bridge the gap. That's why I'm inviting you to join the Severed Sons Discord, where members of our awesome community talk about whatever's on their minds. Anime, video games, art, theater, D&D, of course, and very serious channels like Zach's Saggy Curtain and Josh's Squeaky Chair. I'm tearing up already. The Severed Sons Discord is a way for all of us to connect in a time when Zoom calls are tough to schedule, but apps are easy to open. You can find a link to our Discord in the link tree in our Twitter bio. We hope to see you in the server. Until then, stay frosty. Stay frosty.